Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. We live in a time like no other. We are witnessing firsthand this verse I'm about to show you unfold. It was written during Daniel's day, well over 2,000 years ago, and it's referring to the last days right before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So Jesus will come again. Some days we're like, man, Jesus, come soon, right? We're saying that, come soon, right? But there's work to do. Uh, so Daniel 12, 4 says this. God says, but you, Daniel, keep this prophecy a secret. Seal up the book until the time of the end when many will rush here and there and knowledge will increase. So he's giving us a description of the end time. Many will rush here and there or to and fro, and knowledge will increase. There's no doubt this verse is being fulfilled right before our very eyes. Knowledge, information is traveling so fast, it's making heads spin. And by the way, that all started about 30 years ago. Just to put things in perspective, about 30 years ago, literally 30 years ago, that's when the internet happened, right? The internet kind of started moving about 30 years ago. And at that time, when the internet, remember the, remember the dial tone that you'd have to get, if you're old like me, like, you know, hear the, you know, take you forever to, to just get to any, anything. But because of that, there was only 1% of all information worldwide that could be disseminated at that time. By the year 2000, 97% of all information right, could now be disseminated at literally light speed around the world. You can just get information anywhere. Do you see that scripture? And, and on top of that, many will rush here and there. <laughs> Hello. Especially if you have kids. Football game, soccer game, blah, blah. I mean, you're just like, hello. You know, I mean, and if you have multiple kids, you're, 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 you're going down that road. But... Um, Knowledge will increase. So there it is. It's making, and I believe what, what's happening is, is it literally is making emotions flare because the brain was not wired for the constant emotional stress of information overload. It was created to focus on the creator first, right? It says seek first the kingdom of God. He says um, keep, uh, keep your, your focus on Christ and he'll keep you in perfect peace. Those are the things your mind was really created first to put your focus on Jesus. It was not created first to seek TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, Google first. I'm not do dogging those things. I'm just saying we tend to, we're tend to going a lot of different places first and therefore it's causing our brains to be uh, overwhelmed by information overload. So God says this a few verses later. Check this out. Daniel 12, 9. This is where we want to go. But he said, go now, Daniel, for what I have said is kept secret and sealed until the time of the end. Many will be purified, cleansed, and refined by these trials. That's where I'm going to stay. Many, so the many will run to and fro, right? Many will, 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 will have, see knowledge degrees, but, but also many will be, you, you wonder why Rich started uh, a couple months ago his series, The Forge, 
Because that's God speaking. That's God preparing us. Come on. Preparing us. We all, we've all been in a fire, right? Come on, let's not deny it. But it just seems that like our adversary knows his time is short. It looks like he's ramping things up. He's positioned himself to attack in a greater measure. And I believe it's the soul, the mind, will, and emotions that are his target. So if you've been bitten by the snake, if you've been under attack by a spiritual enemy, I'm praying that you would power, you would partner with the power of God today to shake it off. So it's so important to partner with the power of God today to shake it off. Here's that principle again in Paul's journey, if you missed it last week. Recap, he just went through yet, yet another trial. Have you ever lived life saying, really? Yet another trial. Yet another fire. Uh, he had eaten in days. He got shipwrecked, everything lost except the people. And they finally get on some solid ground. Hallelujah. And here we go. Acts 28, 1 through 10. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. And as Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake, driven out by the heat, bit him on the hand. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, a murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead, but they, when they'd waited long, a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, listen, they changed their minds, they changed their minds, and decided he was a god. Near the shore where he landed, there was an estate belonging to Publius, the, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days. As it happened, Publius's father was ill with fever and dysentery. Now look at Paul went in, prayed for him, laying his hands on him, he healed him. He healed him. And we, we, we recognize that to be Jesus, but here it's making a reference that he Went in there. Then all the sick people on the island came and were healed. As a result, we were showered with honors, and when the time came to sail, people supplied us with everything we would need for the trip. I love this story. There's so much to it. Like I mentioned last week, we all have those moments, times when the snake, the trials, the hardships of life bite us and try to grab a hold of us. That's why we need the power of God to shake it off. But don't fall for the trap of being content with the snake. You might say, well, I guess this is my lot in life. I guess I'll never get free. Might as well just embrace it. That's not God's heart. Jesus came to destroy the snakes, not to cuddle with them. Jesus came to destroy the snakes, not to cuddle with them. Now listen, people aren't snakes. Let's just, get that, let's just lay that down. People are not snakes, right? But they may be struggling in their life with a snake attached to them. And they don't even know it. So Jesus said it with his own words in 1 John 3. I've come, he said, to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what are his works? Here are just a few. Fear, shame, arrogance, oppression, depression, sickness, disease, division, addiction, alcoholism, workaholism, and every other ism known to mankind. Anything that keeps you trapped, Jesus came to destroy it. And if you've been bitten by a snake, Jesus wants to set you free from it. 
Jesus wants to do something powerful and supernatural in your life. And I believe all those, these miracles point to God's love. So we, we, we ended last week with that, is that Paul believed in the love of God. One of the primary ways that Jesus displayed his love was, listen, through deliverance and healing. Like, whenever I'm, I'm going in to pray for people, for like deliverance or healing, I get nervous because I never know what's going to happen, right? But let me just say this to you. I think every single believer will obviously have the potential to have a snake grab us, right? Spiritual snake. We all need deliverance. Like deliverance should not be a taboo thing. Just like marriage counseling shouldn't. Every marriage should get marriage maintenance like a car does every 3,000 miles, Right, but we just kind of we neglect those things. We 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 don't we don't live there. Are you guys okay with that? Like like if you if you feel like you're oppressed, if if there's a if there's some spiritual enemy that's grabbed a hold of you, man, seek someone for prayer and let them pray over you, uh, the power of God, because God doesn't want you living that way. He doesn't want me living that way. But sometimes we do go through life and, and pick up stuff, and if we're not careful, we we can live with that stuff too. That baggage, that stronghold, that stress, that snake. But God declares this over us today. Shake it off. Say, shake it off. With his power and your willingness. Because I love the church. I love the word. I love worship. But if there aren't signs and wonders happening, healing and deliverance, that's only a partial gospel. Right? That's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 2, 3 through 5. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. There it is. So I came in weakness and fear and trembling, but I came with proof. Truth is, people want to see the proof, and God wants to prove himself with a shake-it-off miracle. So don't be more scared of the miracle than the snake. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like we should begin to embrace miracles. I really believe that, that we're going to see these ramp up. Like we're going we're to see miracles, signs, and wonders come. We're going to be like, oh my goodness. Like they're going to become even more prevalent, I believe. And I think that we just need to jump in and embrace it. And we need to be a part of it, like praying for people when people are struggling. When you recognize someone's living with a snake that we get in their lives, let me help you. Pray over you. Get you released from that. Don't let people talk you out of a miracle. Don't be more scared of the miracle than the snake. Some people believe that there aren't miracles don't happen today. And they believe that Jesus doesn't heal today. Don't, don't fall for that. Because God wants to move you forward. He wants to advance you and give you more freedom and give you more influence. So here we go. The one way, the prevalent way that these miracles happen is with the fire or the heat. As we just read in that story, a, a fire, a, a, the fire was a very important element. Let me, let's just take a look at it one more time. Acts 28.3, as Paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat bit him on the hand. When we face a fiery trial, a tough time of pressure, a moment of uncertainty, 
God has a purpose of revealing not only himself, but other things as well in that fire. How many get that, right? Come on. But let me mention this truth first. Every fiery trial, this is so important, every fiery trial that we face must be embraced, embraced with his love. God's perfect and absolute love for us. Just like we read, that's our foundation. His love is our foundation. He, is, he expressed his love through Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate perfect expression of God's love. Because we will go through fires, whether caused by another, by life itself, the result of a fallen sinful world, or even fires created by our own doing, we need to know the heart and the character of God in it. Let me say it this way. The more we know his heart before the fire, the greater we cling to his heart in the fire. Do you hear that? The more we know God's heart before the fire, the greater we cling to his heart in the fire. So remember that, that verse in Daniel in the last days? God is cleansing, purifying, refining us in the fire. So how does this whole shake it off thing work, Dan? I'm glad you asked. First, we've got to identify what needs to go in our lives. What we want gone. Or, or what we want to get free from. It's that thing that keeps you trapped, even miserable. It sucks the life out of you. Fear, shame, worry, etc. The heat will reveal it. And then once we see it, we need to be honest about it. Right? We need to be honest about the snake bite. That, 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 that's huge. Because if, if you can't talk about it, you can't get free from it. So God in his great love and mercy uses a, that method, fire, when we're not willing to talk about it. Heat, fire, pressure, trial, tension, whatever you want to call it. But in the story, it was the heat that drove out the snake to expose it. Here's my first significant spiritual principle. God uses the heat to expose your enemy. God uses the heat to expose your enemy, right? It's one of God's proven methods to set people free. It was not God's goal to harm Paul with a snake. It just happened. Let me help you today because, man, we, we all have stories of, of, even in the last two years, of things that, that have happened and, and um, they've been tough, really, very, very tough. And sometimes, many times, things just happen, right? I don't know how God does it. We got people all around going through their own personal struggles, and they've got personalities, and they've got their path, all the things they're going through. And yet, I'm like, how do you, how, I don't want your job, God. I don't know how much sure how you're doing it. But the truth is, sometimes things just happen. It wasn't God's will to harm Paul with a snake. It just happened, but God turned it for Paul's good and his glory. Remember, they tried to, God tried to protect the crew and ship from the mighty wind, the shipwreck, the loss of cargo, but they didn't listen, but God worked it out even better. So we need to know that. But the heat is critical to expose the enemy. So many times we've, over the many, many years, we've sat across people, individuals and, and couples, even families, that are under attack, they are in a relational shipwreck of financial pressure, 
the heat has been turned up. It's tough. But inside, I begin to rejoice. That sounds weird, right? Like, why would Pastor Dan be rejoicing in my trouble? Well, Jesus told me to do it first. But you know why? Because this fire, whatever's going on right now, has driven out the real culprit. And now he's in the open. I'll say this with the snake has now become the sitting duck. See, because he loves to hide. Before he was hiding. And now he's in the open. And now he's in our crosshairs. And I've noticed this about snakes. I don't know a lot about them. I don't like them. Snakes hate intense heat. They like it about 72 degrees, lukewarm. I like it just in the natural that way, about 75, 76, perfect. But they, but they love it 72 degrees. They hate, they hate intense heat. Now, spiritually speaking, God likes it hot. Right? He likes us spiritually hot. But snakes like it just right. And snakes will always hang around people who like their spiritual temperature lukewarm. Did you hear that? Like snakes love to hang around the spiritual temperature of lukewarm. So here's how you get rid of them. Get hot for Jesus, right? Like, like get, go, to, go to your knees and, and, and say, God, whatever it takes, cause me to be on fire for you. And what's going to happen is going to drive those snakes out. And listen, they, they won't want to stick around long, I promise you. But when a person becomes, we've all been there, becomes lukewarm, that spiritual temperature, snake's like, oh, this is where I want to be. And they're just waiting for their time to latch on. I was walking uh, in early spring around the preserve, and, and I saw a snake on a branch. I've never seen a snake on a branch before. And this snake was just hanging on a branch because the sunlight was hitting it just right, it was probably, you know, 60 degrees out, and, but yet the sun made it, nah, about 72. And, that's, and I, was, I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And I walked up to that snake, and I got a little closer. And the snake was looking at me like, hmm? You know, almost having a conversation like, hey, uh, you know, wh what's up? What's up with you? I'm really, really comfortable. I'm very, very comfortable. And uh, I got a little closer. And he, you could tell he was getting a little nervous. And I got a little closer and he was about to jump off that branch. I didn't want to, you know, hurt his time in the sun. But I noticed as I got closer, he wanted to jump off that branch. And I wonder if we would just turn the tables on the enemy and understand that when we live for God on fire, that we can approach any snake and that thing's going to say, see you later. See you later. He won't, it won't be able to attach itself to your life. But when the snake, even though the snake's going to scram when you, when, you, when you show up because you're, you're following Jesus. But just because all hell, heck is breaking loose, <laughs> just because the heat has been turned up. Don't get down. Look around. You'll find that snake and take him down. That's Dr. Dan Seuss. Jesus, Jesus said it this way, James 1, 2 through 4, Consider it a sheer gift, friends. When tests and challenges come at you from all sides, you know that under pressure, your faith life is now forced into the open. 
and shows its true color. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so we become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Or how about this one in 1 Peter 4, 12? Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, look it, be very glad. For these trials make you partners with Christ, which means anointed one. That's the power of God, right there. The power of God is in Christ. It makes you partners with Christ and also his sufferings, right? So that you'll, be, you'll have a wonderful joy of seeing the glory, his glory when it was all the world. So it's, don't get mad, be happy. Because that heat, that thing you might be going through is exposing your enemy and God is about to set you free. There's another part to the story. Yes, God uses the heat to expose the enemy. And God uses, listen, the heat to expose your heart or the heart. Can I go here for a moment? The heat to expose the heart. Oh man, last year or so has been an uncomfortable and at times downright rotten for many, but it has exposed a lot. Mainly what has been stored in the heart of people, whether it's voting or vaccination or, or masks or mandates. This season has tested us. It has exposed the heart. That's what the heat does. It reveals what's in the heart of a person. And I found that, that one can either respond to a situation or react or even overreact. I've done all three. I've learned not to, never good to overreact. But Paul responded by shaking it off. And I love this because he didn't scream. He didn't scream. He was in the zone. He was in such a zone. And I love that. And I feel like God wants to get us as Christians in, 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 in the zone where, where when things pop up, when, when the enemy tries to grab a hold of us, it's just like you're walking. It's like, oh, no big deal. No big deal. But it's okay to scream when, when, when something comes up, right? It's okay, to, it's okay to get a little nervous. That's fine. It happens, right? Emily, we were walking just the other day, and, and she's walking down the path, and bam, it almost steps on a snake. <laughs> And she screamed, and she went, ah! And uh, there it was, snake right there. Emily, you okay? Let me, let me protect you. Let, you want me to go ahead? I'll go ahead of you. I did. I'll go ahead. You want me to go? No, I don't want you to go ahead. Because <laughs> that's who she is. She's like, I'm not going to let some snake. But you screamed. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm walking by the snake, the snake didn't run. The snake was kind of looking at me, and I was looking at him. Just stood there. It was right, right, it just was right there in the path. And they're like, what are, you, what are you doing? Don't you know who I am? And uh, I was looking at him. He was looking at me. It's almost like he was having a conversation. You good? You lukewarm? <laughs> you know, because we'll hang out if you want. We'll be buddies. I said, no, no, get out of here. <laughs> get, get, you know. Um, but I love Emily's tenacious uh, leadership. To say, you know, I don't need you going in front of me. I'm, I'm, I, I got, I got, you know, I'm going to hand, these snakes aren't going to take me down. But I found that we can, we can react or respond. And the islanders reacted by judging while sitting and doing nothing. <laughs> 
It exposed their hearts. Look at what they did, Acts 28, 4 through 6. The people of the island saw it hanging from his hand and said to each other, a murder, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. Paul just shook it off, shook that snake into the fire and was unharmed. The people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided he was God. Listen, I'm telling you right now, your faithfulness to God, you're just pressing through, your shake it off moment. People are watching. People are looking around. People are saying, oh, I want to see what he, I want to see if he's going to go down. All of a sudden, you didn't go down. You didn't go down. You persevered. You stuck it out. And guess what? It changed their minds. Isn't that awesome? By the way, repentance means to change your mind. They repented. But you see their reaction? Hear their words. It exposed the hearts. We've all been there. We didn't know we had that snake latched to us. But the heat drove it out. And listen, our words and our actions will make it pretty clear. We've all been here. Jesus said it this way. Mark 7, 15, this is such a powerful verse in what we're going through today in life. Because it's not what goes into your body that defiles you. It's not what goes into your body that defiles you. You're defiled by what comes from your heart. We're defiled by, by the words we say. So times of pressure, making a choice for this and that, that that's not the issue. The issue is what happens when you make a choice or don't make a choice. What, what, what happens what, is what comes, out, what, what comes out of the heart. Sometimes we get really judgy. Sometimes we gossip. Talk bad about someone. We're only messing ourselves up when we do that. Paul didn't lash out at God or others. That happens a lot. We go through tough times. He could have said, why God? He could have said, all right, who put this snake here? Who wants to kill me? Suspicion. No, he just shook it off because he had the right perspective of who God is. He knew the heart of God. Extremely important to know the heart of God and, and to guard your own heart. But the heat exposes the heart, but it's not a time to judge, right? We see someone going through a tough time and we all immediately, oh, it must be sin in your life. Must be this, that. No, no, man, it's not. They're just in a fire. Help them out. They got a snake. Help them out. <laughs> so I went to U of M back at my old alma mater uh, year, a, few months, a few months ago, and we got to sit in the, the um, press box and watch the game, and it was really cool. Afterwards, we're walking around town and past uh, Good Time Charlie's, a place that we all hung out as college students, Late night, and so I was reminiscing with the guy I was with. Um, we were both there at the same time. His name's Brian. He's about six foot five, six foot six. Of course, I'm a strapping six foot one. Not anymore. I'm six foot and shrinking. But so we, we thought, we're bored. We're bored. What do two college students do when they're bored? Well, his idea, hey, let's start a fake fight. Let's start a scuffle. Why? Just because we're bored. I'm not telling you to do this. So he goes, he's, he's the big guy. He starts kind of harassing me and pushing me around and, and he grabs me and, you know, he's just kind of doing that just to have a little fun, dumb fun, but just to have some fun. And all of a sudden, this really innocent, short guy, I'm going to say short, if you're short, 
you know, I mean, he's about five, 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 six. Shorter, shorter. I'm six foot, he's six foot five. Clearly the instigator in this whole thing, a six foot five guy. So the guy comes between us, and Brian, he's like, don't, hey, he's trying to break up the fight. And Brian's like, we're just, we're, it's a big fake fight. And Brian grabs me with him right here. He grabs me, this guy's stuck in between us. He's stuck, trying to get loose. Brian knows it, and we're just kind of like, oh man. And all of a sudden, you know, he's in there, which seemed like for eternity. Brian lets me go, and this guy comes out of this moment and tries to karate kick me in the face. And I said, I'm the good guy. That's the bad guy. Why are you karate kicking me? True story. Like, that's exactly how it happened. Here's my point. See, many times we come out of a heated moment, a time of pressure, and start swinging at the wrong person, the good guy, even God, instead of recognizing the bad guy, his schemes, his ways. We start fighting each other instead of the principalities, powers, or rulers of darkness that have been exposed in that situation. We end up fighting the wrong fight. So these town, the, 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 the island people were like, ah, they got really judgy. Have you ever gotten judgy? You might be judgy right now. I don't like your shirt, man. I don't like your facial hair. I don't, I don't <laughs> I wish this day was over. I'm looking at my watch. Usually if you listen, if you look at your watch, we're going another half an hour just to let you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, Vanessa. I'm just kidding, but I'm not. But I am. Um, no, <laughs> um, we, you know, why do we, we're just human. Why do we do that? You know, why, why when someone else is going through their trouble? You know, why, why if someone else is having a snake being attacked spiritually? We don't, we don't recognize it. We can either, we can just sit back and get real judgy and, and, and not know that, no, 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 no. They need some help. They need some prayer, right? And these islanders were just that way. They were just that way. When the snake latched onto Paul, everyone else believed the lie that God is not the healer, that miracles are not for today, that mercy is not for everyone, that salvation is not for everyone. But Paul was living in the truth. And he would say, the Lord is my healer. Miracles still happen today. God's mercy is for all. And salvation is for anyone who believes. That's how he could shake that off. So God uses the hardships, the life, the pressures, the fire, the heat, even the snake to expose the heart and to correct it. He needed to correct, correct those islanders. He needed to change the way they were thinking. See, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we just can't sit back and watch it happen. We must pray. We must act. We must help when given the opportunity. We must be ready to offer the devil-destroying, burden-removing, chain-breaking power of God that's been given to us through Jesus. Sometimes we just sit back and watch the show. Don't fall for that trick. I'm thinking these islanders, they, they probably had something to ease his, ease his suffering, some medicinal solution, some fermented mango pineapple juice, but they just watched. Don't fall for it. 
So what happens when something breaks down unexpectedly? When an unexpected bill comes in the mail or someone says something hurtful? What happens when you get bad news? Do you lash out? Do I lash out? Or do I let God in? Do I point fingers, throw fists, or throw in the towel and surrender to God's heart, God's will, and God's way? God uses the heat to expose the heart. I'm so thankful that God is an all-consuming fire, but his fire calms us while he corrects us. His fire protects us while he heals us. His fire is not to harm us, but to free us. So shake it off. Lastly, God uses the miracle to reach many. This is so important. This is so important for us today, not just to hear a message, just to say, okay, I'm identifying something in my life. I'm identifying something that's been holding me back. Now, for you, it might be fear. Fear is prevalent these days. For you, it might be, it could be anything. We'll, we'll, we'll address those specifically in the weeks to come to help us get free. But, but I don't know what your thing is. I know what my thing is. I can see how the snake came out of the heat and tried to latch itself to me, right? But, but it's so important today to recognize it and with the power of God to shake it off. Say shake it off because there's something great coming. Literally many to be reached by your miracle. Here's that result. Acts 28, 7 through 9. Near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to Publius, the chief official in the island. He welcomed us and treated us so kindly for three days. As it happened, because of Paul's shake it off moment with that snake, Publius' father was ill with fever and dysentery, so Paul went in with the power of God, prayed for him, and laying his hands on him, he healed him. And all the other sick people on the island came and were healed that day. Please listen. Your miracle will reach far beyond, exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or imagine. The cool thing about Malta is that traditionally it's thought to have been among the first Roman colonies to have completely converted to Christianity. The first, the first, that's significant, my friends, the first completely converted colonies to Christianity. Well, historically, Publius, if that's what you want to say, Publius ended up getting a better job in Athens. Bigger city, more influence. I just wonder, I just wonder if all of a sudden he just started talking about what happened on that island that day. I wonder if he reached more and more and more people even in Athens. I wonder. But this miracle actually went far beyond anything even Paul would ever imagine because it reaches into September 21, 2021 in a shake-it-off message from little old Dan Klotz. Well, not little and a little old, a little thick around the middle. Hey, way to go, Paul. Way to go. Way to go, Paul. Way to shake it off. You know, I guess Paul could have said, hey, <laughs> you watch how powerful God is. I'm going to leave this snake on all day. He didn't. Probably would have been arrogance, right? If he just said, oh, watch me. Watch me do this. He just, he just walked right through it. But that had such an impact on the rest of the people. And your shake it off story 
and the spiritual truth behind it possesses the same power and the same result for those who believe to reach many. Your testimony will reach generations to come and beyond. It's happening even now. I know it. So as, as I finish, lastly, we're done. Um, I, I got a call, message, uh, my phone from a guy who was here years ago. He lives out of state um, and he just happened to visit and that day there was a testimony in the message. The message was about pressure and he remembers that and he was going through his own thing or about to go through it and he called me and he said, hey, I just want to let you know that that message spoken years ago and that testimony that was talked about that day, he brought back, he went through his own thing and he says, I still tell that today. I want to encourage you, Pastor Dan, that what you said seven years ago is still happening today. Hallelujah. I said, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. But that's for you too. That's your shake it off miracle. That's your shake it off story. In your marriage, in your family, all the things that you've been through in life, that as you just give it, people are going to be amazed because it's the, it's the testimony that defeats the devil. So here's how we're going to end. Have you, bitten, have you been bitten by a snake? Has fear gripped you? Has shame taken over? Is pride prevalent? This is your moment to get free. This is your moment. This is the beginning. And I believe, I'm believing for something supernatural. I'm believing that you heard some truth today that's going to set you free. And you walk away happier, more joyful. Because Christ, the anointed one, has moved in your life. Let's pray. Pray with me for a moment. Let me just say this first before we pray, is that I believe your shake it off miracle happens when you give your life to Jesus. That's it. So many people are wondering why they're stuck with the snake. And I just tell them, maybe because you're trying to live for the world and for God, it just doesn't work that way. You have to make a choice. Live in the world. Influence. Have a business. Do all the things God's called you to do. But listen, make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 says this, that if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. It's so simple. You mean I, all I got to do is say, Jesus, you're my Lord? and believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead, yup, that's it. When I prayed that prayer, before I knew anything about the Bible, I knew Jesus was Savior because it was in my heart. It's in every person's heart. The gospel is in every single person's heart. We just need to get it out. That's how people get saved. Bible says salvation is so close right in your So here we go, online here. Listen, just pray as a family, but maybe you've never prayed before. Today's your day. Today's your day. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name, and today I confess that Jesus is my Lord. And I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Therefore, I am saved. And therefore, this is the very beginning of a miracle testimony to shake off that snake that's been harassing me and abusing me. 
Your day is over, snake. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.